We now continue with more of the Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Sing it, brother. Hey, I tell you what, man. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. That's me. And we are brought to you by here at the Miller Furniture Studios. Miller Furniture. They got the two locations. Got the one over there in... I guess you would call it Belleville proper. And then, of course, you got Lake St. Louis. And the thing what you really got at either location is a magnificent array of quality furniture. And this is furniture that is, for the most part, American-made furniture. So you you know you got that American quality in there. And the thing about it is it is something that you can hold on to for a long, long time. It's not just furniture like you'd be throwing out less than a year from now. This is furniture that becomes... Well, you know better than me, Mark. Heirloom to a certain extent, right? Absolutely. It is furniture for a lifetime. I can't recommend them highly enough as far as anything you need for your living room, your dining yep. room, your bedroom, whatever you whatever you need. And as Smash said, they have the most American-made furniture uh, of anyone here in the St. Louis area. So yeah. definitely check them out. That's Miller Furniture, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. Uh, you know, tell them Milty sent you, and they'll take really good care of you. And they offer free delivery throughout the St. Louis area. That was a heck of a guest, Smash. Uh, that was a great guest, chief. Uh, really interesting to hear his perspective on crime. Tim um, Fitch, I remember when he was a young, young man. He'd come on Casey with me, and I'd know him, of course, from police work because I would go out and do, you know, where you sit on the other side uh, and the passenger side, and the cops are taking show you how crime is dealt with and all that. But And also guns and hoses. He always uh, helped uh, as far as raising money for the backstoppers is concerned. And to see the young man grow up to be a mature citizen like this and on the verge of really being a major leader in this area. Oh, for sure. That just makes me happy about him, man. For, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about a little bit is the school situation and COVID. And, yeah. I mean, I understand what he's saying because ultimately it is up to each individual school district to decide. But, man, I just think they are making a huge mistake. I personally um, – I think enough's enough. I, I think we have to start reopening. We have yeah. to let the chips fall where they may. And yeah, I, I mean, that's that's an insensitive comment to people who, you know, knock on wood that I don't get COVID yeah. or someone I'm close to. But honestly, like, you talk about the murder rate being 50 murders in July and, and the COVID rate being what it is. I mean, where have we ever decided as a society we're going to just shut down the econ- economy, stop learning, yeah. hold back our kids? Yeah. Uh, for the sake of quote unquote saving lives, when mm-hmm. honestly, like he said, I mean, Sam Page can't even cite t- statistics to support his decisions yeah. as far as you know. N- the, this Friday, bars are yeah, no longer right. able to open until you know after ten o'clock. Yeah, I just don't understand what's going to change this mentality because even if we get a vaccine, which we don't know when that's going to be, right? Then you're going to have people out there who aren't going to want to take the vaccine because it hasn't <laughs> been tested, it hasn't been, right. you know, really hasn't been vetted, if you yeah, will. I'm sure it's exactly. going through all these USDA protocols, but. I mean, I'd be a little apprehensive to take it, mm-hmm. not knowing really what the potential long-term effects could be. Well, are you talking about the schools here? Let me parallel yeah, talk that about to the MLB. Okay. All right? So you got Major League Baseball, and they say, okay, we're going to open up. Schools, okay, we're going to open up. Whoa, first weekend in, Marlins get like 14 players with the COVID. They test positive. Exactly. I think we, need to ha- we have to explain what it is. They test positive. Yeah, okay. Some are sick. Some very, are- very valid point. Very. Same thing happens at the schools. Now, one way of looking at it is, uh, danger or, uh, 
kids come to school with the flu all the time. Kids come, kids come to school sick all the time. Two reasons. Parents are neither there to take care of the kids because both parents are working to take care of the lifestyle. And so what happens when that first outbreak happens and then it's the, see, I told you so, gang, that, that rolls up on you. It's just, what was that called? The sword of Damocles hangs above you. It's a double-edged sword. Any way you want to call it like that. Well, man. and Missouri Governor Mike Parson got blasted last week because he said some kids are going to get it, yeah. and that's just the way it, you know, he, he wasn't as articulate with his words as maybe yeah. he could have been, but I think his point was, yeah, we have to brace ourselves for the fact that there are going to be kids that get it and become sick, and we're going to make sure that they have all the treatment yeah. they need and access to doctors and things like that. Um, I think the broader point you're making is what if we have mass t- positive tests I know. without really the symptoms and things like that? Yeah. Well, I I don't know the answer to that. I guess uh, that could you're, still you're, happen. You're Mark Milton. But we're having outbreaks anyway. So I guess my point is yeah. it's like college football. Do you think because they're not playing football that these kids – 18, 19 years old aren't going to be going out, meeting with their friends. Good point. And going to bars. So are they really yeah. going to be any less likely yeah. or more likely to get it just yeah. because they play football or don't? I feel the same way about kids. Like, uh, kids are going to, you know, you can't keep kids away from each other. I mean, in the neighborhood. I mean, we've got kids running around. They see each other. I mean, you know, it's, it's possible they could get yeah. it and, and spread it to other kids, which would then spread it to their families. I mean, you can take measures at school, which – the schools that are planning to reopen are, are doing that, right? They're going to have right. the kids wear masks. They're going to make sure there's plenty of hand sanitizer. They're going to keep them spaced as much as possible. They're not going to have big assemblies. They're going to have staggered arrival and departure times. So, I mean, they're going to do everything they can to mitigate the risk, but you can't eliminate it. And right. that was never the goal. When we were told back in March that we needed to, to, to what was it, uh, lower the curve? Lower the curve. Lower the curve. That's right. Stop the spread. It was never eliminate the virus or eliminate anyone from ever getting it. The oh, whole point, point was the whole point was we're gonna yeah. prevent the hospitals from being overrun. Yeah, which has not happened, yeah. and it, there's no indication that it would happen if we go back to school. Right. Okay, right. Um, because number one, the evidence doesn't suggest that kids, even if they test positive, are likely to get very sick and and ultimately need to be in the ICU and things like yeah. that. Now it could happen. Obviously, it could happen. Somebody could get sick, but somebody could get the flu and get really sick. Mm-hmm. Somebody could get. You know, whatever other illnesses may be out there. And I just think you have to weigh the the, the benefits against the cons. And the cons are, look at the low-income community. You, I mean, you're going to expect a lot, of, a lot of them don't have computers at home. Yeah. They don't have good internet. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen to those kids if, mm-hmm. if they're supposed to be attending online learning sessions and their parents have to go to work or whatever? They're not going to be learning. So they're going to be set further back. Yeah. You know? Probably going to turn into musicians. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, there, there's no uh, the, uh, when Sam Page comes out and says oh, we're going to shut down bars after ten o'clock. There's no that's not a solution to the problem. Yeah. This is just you know draconian steps to make it look like you're doing something to stop it. When in reality, it's not solving any problems. So I ask you, you're an attorney. You are the St. Louis tax lawyer, stltaxlawyer.com. So I'm going to go on the other side and just go off, go off on your legalistic mind. What happens? When the first kid gets sick and the other one and the other one, the other one, then all these lawsuits start piling. I don't even think we've seen the lawsuits well, right. come I off mean, of this that's deal. Why, when we're going to talk about the, the latest round of uh, COVID stimulus talks here in the next segment. But, yeah, I mean, you can't stop people from filing lawsuits. I guess what you could do is have 
the parents sign waivers if they're going to send their school. Oh, they're yeah. accepting they're accepting any risk that may come from doing right. that. Uh, there's also the practical issue of how do you prove causation, right? If there's a if there is an outbreak, how do you prove that it happened at school versus you know going to Schnucks? I mean, we're going to grocery stores, right. we're going to Walmart, we're going to Home Depot. How do you prove that the outbreak? Uh, right. You know, was caused by actually going to school. Yeah. You're never going to be able to prevent lawsuits from happening unless there's some sort of blanket uh, liability protection mm. from Congress that says, look, in the interest of getting back to normal, we're going to enact some sort of broad uh, sweeping liability protection for all employers, school districts, that sort of thing. Now, I don't even think the federal government can really do that because ultimately then you've got issues of uh, branches of powers argument can the legislature tell courts what they you know what sort of cases they can and can't hear yeah a lot of issues there um but to your point yeah i mean the only way you can really protect against that would be hey have the parents sign a waiver tell them if if you don't want to send your kid to school you have the option of doing online earning give them the option that's all i'm saying yeah is give them the option parents should have the option of sending their kid to school where keep in mind they're paying taxes to fund right good point if i'm if i'm a parent yep. And at a, with a kid in public school, and I live in Kirkwood or Webster, and I'm paying six, seven, eight thousand dollars a year in property taxes, which yeah. are largely funding those public schools. Right. I'm saying, hey, I'm not going to sit at home all day and babysit my kid so he can watch his laptop or his iPad and not get the same experience, even yeah. if he does. The, even if I can get them to actually sit there for more than ten minutes and do that. Right. Why am I paying all the? And the teachers are getting their full salaries. Yeah. The administrators and like, no, but hang on. We're, yeah. Back it up later. We're, yeah. we're not, we're going to, you know, that may be the ultimate carrot to get these schools to reopen and yeah. accept the risk. I would have hate, I would have hated to have seen you at a PTO meeting in my day, but that's uh, just me. Well, and that's the problem. Talking about PTOs. you are adamant, man. Well, there, you know, you got PTOs. These people are elected and they're ultimately making the decisions. And so, you know, I saw a poll. It was like 80 to 90% of people want their kids back in school. Yeah. Okay. So you as a board member. Are you prepared to get voted out next election? Because I think there's going to be serious backlash if you keep these yeah. kids home through December yeah. at a minimum. Well, so. What's a working parent do with the kids uh, at home? Too? I don't know. You, you, you got to go to work, right? Oh, yeah. Even if you're working remotely, you can't have, like I yeah. said, those age groups. I mean, high schoolers, okay. I can yeah. see where. But high schoolers are also respons should be responsible enough to wear a mask, yeah. put on hand sanitizer, keep their distance. Yeah. So, again, I look at. Mm -hmm. This isn't a solution. This yeah. is like the easy way out versus crafting an actual solution that gets kids back in school, gets them learning, helps them become, you know, contributing members of society. So if you can't come to solution, you know what's going to happen with your kids. They're going to grow up under the influence of 4 p.m. on Channel 11, Jerry Springer. And that's <laughs> scary. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Mark Millen Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest round of COVID talks, COVID, uh, what do you call it, stimulus or? Stimulus check. I call it the status quo talks because it's not really stimulating. <laughs> it's not, it's not stimulating. Not stimulating. So we'll be right back in a second.